0: All right, welcome to the OVNI Interviews. I'm your host, Eric Bork. Here on the OVNI Interviews, we interview people who are making money in our digital world and break down how they do it. Uh, today's guest is one of our social media digital agency uh, members. And um, we are excited to have you on because he's having a great month this month. He's been with the program for almost a year now. And uh, we are excited to tell you his story now. It's Anthony... How do you say your last name, Anthony? Enochos. You know, Anthony you Nohos, know, And uh, Anthony decided to take the leap and go for it. So um, normally I plug our SMDA program as a part of our advertisement today. We're just going to jump in and talk about Anthony's story and how he did it. Uh, so Anthony, let's, let's start with you. Uh, you connected, you found the podcast, we launched the program, you signed up the first day. You were working at In and Out, and you came to me and said, I think I'm going to quit my job. And I said, Don't quit your job. Then I saw you the next day, and you had quit your job.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> so, well, let me, let's, let's back a little bit because you said you're not, um, you're not plugging the SMDA, but this is going to be pretty much like, an SMDA commercial.
0: Yeah. This, this whole thing is talking about the program, which is, I'm not going to go and and talk about one of our students. You know what? Maybe I will actually let's do it. And we're going to back up and talk about you working at in and out. And the reason I am bringing it up, you may, you reminded me, uh, one of our, actually two of our students, um, Lucas and Lucas, there was another person that saw Lucas's testimony and was like, no way. So he DM'd Lucas and he was like, Hey, are you really doing this? And Lucas was like, yeah, I really am. So Josh, uh, who is from, I believe Seattle, he's from Washington, uh, signed up and he just hit me up two days ago and, and goes, well, he, he went on a little trip. He came back from his trip and he got started and he called me about a month ago, texted me yesterday and says, Hey, I already have two clients on retainer. Thank you. So they are actually flying out to LA this next week depending on when this podcast comes out and we're going to do a skate night and Anthony's probably going to make it too he might be too busy with all of his work but we'll see so yeah lots of people are signing up getting practical knowledge and going and getting retainers so that's the plug I'll do now with that said let's talk about you identifying as a skateboarder
1: okay you want to start there let's
0: talk about your backstory you worked it in and out I kind of want to
1: intro myself
0: yeah go ahead a little bit. So,
1: um, to the viewers and the listeners, my name is Anthony. Um, my current Instagram uh, is In and Out Manager. And <laughs> I love uh, that, dude. I love yeah, that. It's, it's all marketing. It's all marketing. I was surprised that it was available, but so my background is I'm a skateboarder, and um, I worked at In and Out, and I thought I was going to retire there.
0: Um, Okay, but you just didn't work at In-N-Out though. You were a manager at In-N-Out.
1: Yeah, I was a manager and like my goal was to hit, because you hit six figures on your your 10th promotion and I was on my mm-hmm. 8th promotion. So like relatively speaking, I was pretty close. Yep.
0: And yeah, just so like, people know, um, I actually, I don't know if I've told you, I've had, I've had some friends that have worked at In-N-Out and they, one time they were like, dude, that manager over there, he makes $150,000 a year. So it's not like you're working a job where you're not going to have a career. You can actually have a career working it in and out as you work yeah. your way up. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a dope company. I don't have anything bad to say about the company. Um, but it was, it, it got to a point where, you know, I, I think a lot of people, okay. So this, what, what I think this podcast is going to be about, um, I I'm not I'm not the 18 year old that made 100k in one month. Uh, I'm not the guy that hit a million in sales. I'm literally like the guy that to any any of you guys that are working like retail, you work at Starbucks, you work at fast food, and like you feel stuck. Like that's what today's podcast is about. So when I was working at In N Out, you know I'm working 45 hours a week and it's physical. And the most I ever made in a month at In-N-Out was like twenty-seven hundred dollars. So that's not even enough to move out, you know. And yep.
0: um, where we are in Southern California.
1: Yeah, you can't move out with that, dude. So, but this month, the only don't the, the reason why we're doing this this podcast now is I've been putting in work for like ten months, and so last month, which was uh, July. Right. Last month was the first milestone that I hit, and it took me nine months to hit it, which was I made a thousand dollars more than my bills. Yep. So I made about thirty five hundred bucks last month. That was a milestone. This month was another milestone. Just doing photo, video, and um, starting my own agency. I'm gonna hit like sixty five hundred, sixty six hundred. 6, yep. So it, what's what's cool about starting an agency is it didn't matter how hard I worked at In and Out, but the harder I work on my agency, like like the more I work, the more I get paid, you know what I
0: mean? Yep. So I know exactly what you mean. There's no ceiling. You can you can get to ten and be comfortable, you can get to five and be comfortable, you could take it to a hundred, you know? In, yeah. And plus.
1: Yeah. Um so fuck, I had this, sorry.
0: It's all good. I'm going to ask the questions. You, I ask you answer. That's how it goes. So let, let's, let's talk about you. Let's back up and talk about you identifying as a skateboarder. Okay. Tell us that story.
1: All right. So, so I was working at in and out and, uh, at this point I had been working with the company for about five and a half years and I put in all lot of work to get to that management position and, um, so we had a new, we have the bosses that like come into the store. They visit like once a week. These guys that make between like three hundred and eight hundred thousand and 800,000 a year, they'll come in and visit every now and then. And anytime a new boss comes in, you kind of got to go out of your way to introduce yourself to them because you don't know when the next time you're going to see them is. So you want to make a good impression, right? Yeah. So this guy, you know, he, he comes in and, and I was like, Hey, so-and-so, I, I don't want to use his name. Um, Before you leave like do you mind if we have like a quick meeting in the office he's like yeah totally like i would love that so this is me trying to build rapport with my new boss so we go in the office he starts talking about himself and telling me like this really kind of vulnerable story about how he got divorced later in life and uh he thought he was going to be alone for the rest of his life and then he ended up meeting his wife again or a new his second wife at in and out burger and he was just like super stoked on it and i was like oh sick like i thought we were in there to talk business but he was telling me something kind of personal and vulnerable so I was, I was super stoked on that so he was like all oh, right yeah so tell me about you and the first thing i said was i was like honestly i was like i identify as a skateboarder like i shoot photos i shoot video like i've been skateboarding my whole life blah 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 and he was just like huh like kind of like puzzled and like he wasn't hyped on that answer. And he's like, all right, well, you know, this, this was a great meeting, Anthony. And then he kind of walks out and I was like, wait, did I do something wrong right now? So, so he leaves and my immediate boss walks in and she's like, dude, what did you tell him? I was like, why? What do you mean? And uh, she's like, dude, whatever you told him, like, he's not hyped. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what did he say? She's like, did you tell him like you identify as a skateboarder or something? And I was like, Yeah, why? And she, she's like, Dude, you were supposed to like talk in and out, in and out, in and out, and that like you had this chance to like build a core with him. And you told him you're a skateboarder. And I was like, Dude, he told me he got divorced. Like I thought we were talking about like <laughs> personal stuff, right? So, yeah. so I thought, and that's not really where the story ends. So they end up transferring me to a different store
2: and. Uh,
1: it's a whole new team, people I don't know. And then I walk in the door, and this dude's like, oh, what's up? You're the new guy? I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, oh, you're the one that wants to be a pro skater, huh? And I was like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> this is a whole new team. Like, So I, like, I'm walking into a store, and that, that just showed me, like, one, he's telling others this story at a whole different store. And the second layer was like, it was like he was dangling like my passion over my head or something. Like, yeah, my creativity. I was like, dude, what the heck? Like, what are you into, dude? Like, what do you do outside of this? Like, I I, I was a little offended, but um, it was like my identity was uh, was being challenged.
0: Was was, was in like, question. Yeah, it's funny because like a lot of times you understand, like if you're at like a corporate job and you could like sit there on your computer and do something else, they could get mad, but it's like, you really can't be doing anything else in and out when you're there other than working at in and out and whatever you do on your spare time is your spare time. So that, that is definitely a little bit ridiculous. Um, let's touch on something else. So you, you grew up skateboarding, filming skateboarding, right?
1: Yeah. So, um, I was, I picked up a camera when I was 14 and I, you know what, I, I could have had a, I probably could have had the opportunity to make it in the skate industry, but I don't think I was mature enough because what happened was, um, I, I saved up for a VX when I was in 2006, I worked at pizza, Hut freaking $90 paychecks for, <laughs> for like nine months to get a, a, a VX. And so I get a VX and this is 2006. This is before for the younger listeners. Like there was a time when the iPhone didn't exist. Yeah. There was a time when Instagram didn't exist, but this thing called MySpace existed. Um, so, so I get on MySpace and I have a camera and back then you couldn't like message people unless you were friends with them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I messaged this guy. His name was fuzz. He used to film, with like the Ams of baker mm-hmm. okay so i messaged him and i'm super hungry I'm like yo what's up man I'm like dude i got a vx I'm like man i just want to get out there and film I'm like is there anything any way i can help you blah 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 like super hungry i don't know how i got him to add me but he's like yeah meet us at uh, hollywood high on saturday and i was like hell yeah like i took like two buses and like two trains to get there and i'm there and it was like Theotis beasley was there oscar mays uh and uh, just a bunch of other, like, L.A. heads, Remo Pearson, bro, Rami Issa. So so I was, like, kind of in the industry, and I was a little bit ahead of my time because now, you know, Instagram, it's a constant feed with, like, skateboarding. But back then, that didn't exist, and YouTube was brand new.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, so, so I kind of weaseled my way in. I started taking my camera, my VX, to, uh, like, skate contests. And filming them and putting them on YouTube, and I was getting a lot of views. Like, I filmed the second King of LA contest, which is a DC contest. Nick Merlino won. This is like 2007, and like that video has like 50,000 views. Like, nice. That's an old ass video. Like to have 50,000 views, you know? Yeah. So and I was like, oh, sick! Like people are seeing my stuff, and um, I had like a falling out with uh, with a friend. And he kind of like threw dirt on my name with everyone that I was skating with in LA. And I remember going to Hollywood High one time and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Like, super stoked to see everyone. And everyone just like cold shouldered me. And I was too sensitive and like immature to handle it. And I was like, dude, I'm done with skateboarding. Like, and I just dipped out. And I, I kind of stopped filming skateboarding. Um, I made a couple homie videos, but what kind of ended up happening was I was like, this doesn't make me money. Like skateboarding doesn't pay or for me, at least when you're filming your homies, it doesn't pay. Yeah. So, so I'm a little bit older now, maybe in like 2021. And I'm like, all right, what are my options? So everything goes HD I buy a Canon 60D. Um, I'm not making money skateboarding. So I'm like, dude, I hear weddings pay well. Let me try that out. Get on Craigslist, uh, put out an ad. And it was funny one of my first ads um it was like hey i'm a photographer like w- would you like to hire me here's my gear and i literally listed out my gear it was like canon 6 ed microphone tripod yeah 6.5 millimeter fish eye it was like the worst ad and some guy <laughs> was like dude are you serious with this ad and i was like
2: what the heck like
1: He's, dude. He's like, I'm just telling you, like, this ad is bad, bro. He's like, change this, 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 and this. And he was trying to, like, be a dick. But, but honestly, after I changed it, like, I started getting work. So, like, there you go. He was going out of his way to be mean, but, like, but it actually helped me out. Yeah. So, whatever. I, I end up, like, uh, I end up getting a wedding and all that. And I start doing uh, weddings and real estate through Craigslist. The same time it's like what two thousand thirteen I go and I get um, I apply it in and out um, and so I move up the ranks at in and out and I'm doing photography at the same time.
0: Excuse me. You're, so you're still doing at the at the time you're doing weddings but you're talking about photos for weddings, not video, right?
1: Yeah I was primarily I was just doing photo.
0: Yeah, because video at weddings is nightmare unless you're getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um okay so you're moving your ranks up the way in and out doing weddings and photography. I mean, we've already kind of touched on why you wanted to exit it. uh, It's funny, man. There's always corporate. uh, There's always a, there's always a struggle. There's always a struggle with like, there's 10 great people in your division or wherever you're at. And then there's one person that just makes the job tough, you know? And that's kind of how it is in every job I've ever had. So, you start kind of looking at, at what you're doing and how did you discover Avni? Was it just through following Mikey or how did you discover Avni?
1: Um, so the way I, I, I found out about Avni, honestly, it popped up on my like suggested YouTube videos. YouTube. Okay. But I, I think, I think the algorithm kind of served it to me because yeah, I was in, I was ingesting like, like different podcasts at the time think like maybe short story long um what else
0: yeah mikey was on short story long and like right around when we started um
1: yeah i think like um, one of kevion's like like the, the one with kevion that was like one of my first podcasts i've ever listened to yeah
0: so yeah it was it was from youtube okay and then uh you 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 reached out kind of we we chatted a little bit we launched the program. I remember we launched it and it was the first payment that came through. It was like, boom, Anthony. I was like, yes, you were the first, you were the first student. So, um, we were doing a skate night at the time with like Chris Chan and, um, a bunch of friends at, at Beebles, and we invited you out. You came out, you shot uh, videos and it it was really good. You know, you, you had a background in photo and video and um and then was that the night that you told me you quit that you had already you quit like you put in your two weeks at that time right
1: yeah it was something like that but um I, it might have been skate night um but I, but i think what what is important to um like this part of the story is what led up to me putting in my two weeks
0: let's let's hear it
1: yeah i think that's an important part of the story so 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 i talked about how i was doing weddings and in and out at the same time the reason i fully dropped the reason i went full force at in and out and i dropped weddings was because in 2015 i shot 15 weddings which was pretty good like stacked on top of my like in and out mm-hmm. money. but th- from that october to the next february i didn't get one gig and that like really scared me i was like dude this is impossible like mm. that told that Kind of told me it wasn't possible when I got kind of, I guess, like a, like a self limiting doubt. Mm-hmm. I went like five whole months with not one gig, no real estate gigs, no um, like event photography, no weddings, which is kind of all I was doing at the time, just those three different types of work. So that's when I went full, full force at In N Out. Um, so the higher I got at In N Out, the further away I was getting away from like who I was as an individual, you know, we already explained the story how They kind of were holding, being creative over my head. So I was like, you know what, dude, like I had, I had this epiphany one day, like I was driving into work, super depressed, like just because I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. And I felt lost and I didn't know how I was going to get out. I'm working all these hours. I can't even move out. And on top of that, there's another layer to the story like that. This is last, we're talking last summer around may i knew i was getting kicked out of my house in december so Mm.
2: because
1: i'm 28 and i was living with my mom and my stepdad and it not that i'm not trying to talk bad about any of my family members but to my stepdad i was a 28 year old dude living in his house yeah you know what i mean like i'm not his son like so so i had a time limit they're like dude like your birthday your 29 uh your 28th birthday will be in december like That's it. You got to go. So I'm carrying that weight. I'm working at this job where I'm super depressed. And, um, so I go into in and out one day and like, I had like a full on, like, like a daydream or like an epiphany. So I'm standing in the kitchen, right? It's like 4 PM getting ready for my night shift. I'm going to be there till two in the morning. So I'm checking everything out and like, it's like, (sighs) like, I'm like 10 years in the future. Like, it's like this psychedelic, daydream happens, right? So I'm looking around, dude, and it's like, see the same, same stupid white tiles. I see the same uh, stainless steel grill. I can smell the patties. I can smell fries. See the dude on fries cracking a joke with his nice haircut. See the girl, like, and then I look down and my stomach was like super fat. And then (laughs) like, and then like I come back and I'm like, dude, I got to get out of here. So, So the first thing I had to do, again, I'm racing against this timeline, December. Like, I'm getting kicked out either way. And this is last summer. This is, like, May 2018. So so I'm like, all right, dude. If I'm going to make a jump, I pretty much have two cheat codes right now, which is no kids, and I'm not married. Mm -hmm. So I can, like, really fail and, like – eat crap for a while, like I can survive off the of top ramen. Like if I had a kid, my son can't like survive off top ramen. You know what I mean? Yep. So I'm like, I'm racing against this clock now. So honestly, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I knew I had a camera. Um, I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to figure it out. I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I started ingesting audiobooks and podcasts. That's it. Every day, every day, every day, taking everything in. And what that did was kind of break down like my self-limiting walls. And just hearing that it's possible from other people, that was helping me out a lot. And at the time, there was nothing on my Instagram. My Instagram name was um, Anthony Elias Creative Super Boring. And um, it like had like two pictures on it. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to get back out there, I need to show people that I'm shooting again. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know where to go. So I was like, I'm just going to go to LA and I'm just going to shoot photos of LA. And, and I was like pretty much doing like that street photography, like sunsets, things like that. So I'm doing that. Um, and my feed starts, you know, getting to a good spot where people can see that I'm shooting photos again. So what was cool about that was somebody reached out to me via DM it was a friend from high school and she's like, Hey, um, so my boss needs some photo work done. Um, do you think you can come in for a meeting? And, uh, I was like, yeah, sick, for sure. So I, th- I thought it was going to be like her boss needed like photos for a family party or something. Like I had no idea what I was in for. So I go take the meeting in Anaheim and, um, she like starts briefing me on the company. She's like, Hey, so we're a facility sub maintenance contracting company. We have big accounts like Apple, Louis Vuitton Panera. And at this point I'm like, kind of like, Oh shoot. Like that's that, like we're not in Kansas anymore. Moment.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And so, this, and this is, this is before you quit your job.
1: Yeah. This is last summer. This is, okay. I, yeah, I stepped down for management. I was still a regular worker though.
0: Okay. Uh, so
1: next thing I know we go in, she's like, oh, yeah, take a seat. Like, and I'm like, I'm in a boardroom with the CEO. Um, the, the head of marketing, the head of sales. Um, and I'm like, dude, like I'm so unprepared. I had like a pen and paper, like everyone had like laptops and like suits, mm-hmm. but they were super nice. And um, what they wanted was to redo their website and get all the stock photos and the stock video off and get regular original photos and footage on there. Yep. And luckily I would have probably been unprepared for that. The only thing that saved me was like I said at In and Out the big dogs would walk in all the time and the store could literally be on fire and you had to act like hey what's up man how you doing like yeah act like everything was okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it kind of helped that helped me to like learn how to kind of put on a mask that everything's okay. So I'm pretty grateful for that and I got through the meeting and they're like hey like we definitely want to work with you but it's probably not going to be till the end of the year. I was like, oh, like, I thought they were letting me off easy, you know, like, because this was in the summer. So I was like, dude, they're not going to call me back. So again, on my time off, like, I'm taking whatever, for the rest of the summer, I'm taking whatever photo gigs I can, little, little stuff, family parties, little backyard weddings, like anything to get me to use my camera. I was just taking baby steps forward. So I guess we can fast forward to like October of last year or September, which is where you kind of picked up the story. Where I was like, "Dude, I, I put in my two weeks," and then uh, so I put in my two weeks, and they're like, "Can you make it a month?" <laughs> so, so I stayed another month, and then uh, my my final day was November third. I no longer worked for In and Out. Okay. Uh, and at that point, I. I had a little nest egg. Um, I had like five or $6,000 in my savings. And what was crazy was as soon as I quit my job, well, you know what? So I guess we should kind of talk about that. Cause you don't suggest just quitting your job. Cause I didn't really, I didn't have any work. I was just like, I just, I'm just going to do it. Like I'm getting kicked out in December anyways. Like
0: no man, we w- we want to get inside your mind. We already got we already interviewed Oso who uh-huh. he's transitioning from his job which he went in and got a a part-time job. Yeah. And uh let, let's get inside your mind. You you took the leap, man. You dove in head yeah. first against my advice. <laughs> yeah. And you you did it. So, I mean, let's Yes. Yeah,
1: so, so so the OVNI um it, is it called the SMDA program? Is that what yep. it's
0: at the time it was called Techworks? We changed it to Social Media Digital Agency.
1: Yeah, so the Social Media Digital Agency program. I I purchased it as soon as it came out. I think it came out in October. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I had I think I listened to like twelve audiobooks at that point, bunch of podcasts. And the program is was the spark. Like I was building up and like just stockpiling knowledge and confidence. And then the program was like the practical spark that just like ignited it. And I was like, okay, that's when I put in my two weeks. So I highly suggest checking out the program um, because it literally changed my life at this point. And Eric just practice—he breaks down how to get clients and how to start your own business. But practically, like you can watch these YouTube videos, like I've told you before, where it's like, "Hey, what's up, guys? I'm going to teach you how to start a digital marketing agency. One, think of a name. Yeah, get clients. Three, make sales. Like, dude. Yeah. Like, you learn nothing on YouTube. Like, you you have you have to make investments. Um, and Avni's program is what I wanted to invest. So in.
0: let me ask you some specific questions. How much you were making? How much were you making from that that uh, construction client you mentioned?
1: Yeah. So. They did end up calling me at the end of the year. Like they said, they kept their word and it wasn't a retainer or anything, but they gave me like $6,000 worth of work. And that was spread out over like three months. Okay. Okay. So, and some months were bigger than others. And that's, that's how I was honestly able to move out. Um, was like, I, I have no job. Luckily they called me in November I moved out in December and, um, and that kind of kept me floating. But, but for months, like I was completely struggling because, yeah, you know, I, like I was making about 2,500 a month with them, but like my rent alone is like 1600 mm-hmm. I have bills and I invested in a bunch of gear because yep. I got, I got rid of everything when, when I was, um, moving up the ranks at in and out because I was like, oh, I don't need these anymore. So so the next couple months were really rough, uh, really rough. Like, my only client was that construction client, a branded group. And um, I was only working with them once a week. So I'm on my own. I'm in my own place. But I feel like I, I wasn't even happy when I moved out. I didn't celebrate because I was so nervous that, like, it was going to be gone the next month yeah and i'm not i wasn't gonna go homeless or anything like that like it, if if i failed it's not like i was gonna end up on the street but i would end up as a burden in, on someone's couch mm-hmm. or in someone's office like my dad has a two-bedroom apartment that both rooms are filled like what am i gonna do move into his 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 living room yeah he's got i just had to leave my mom and my stepdad's place, like yeah, I guess they would technically take me back, but it it wasn't an option. So I'm I'm like carrying all this weight and you know, when I'm flapping my wings and I'm finally in my own place, I was just really scared because I wanted to work so bad, but I didn't really know where to go. So so I kinda I I kinda started playing the game a little bit and I was like, "I, I need a link with people that that have bigger followings than me and I'm pretty personable. So I think I can make a good impression. And that's kind of when I started interning with you guys, mm-hmm. you know, so, so Eric, um, you know, he was nice enough to bring me down and like do intern work. Like I was shooting the photos for the Omni podcast when you know, when those photos were dropping like in the beginning of the year. And, you know, I was just able to make moves and get a couple tags here and there. And I started tr- like kind of playing that game. Like you kind of have to, I, I knew other people had to kind of like vouch for me. Like I had to build up my social currency, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, I don't want people to get caught up on the numbers, but dude, I had like 200 followers or 300 followers when I quit in and out. And people are kind of like, I feel like when people see that, they're like, Oh, this guy's not really working. Like. He doesn't really have much going on, so I was just carrying all of that, and um, it was honestly a struggle for months. Like that, that five thousand that I moved out with, it's at like three thousand right now because I had to like kind of scrape to get by. die. Yeah. and I was, and I was making almost enough, but it, it wasn't enough. So, what, what kind of I guess what kind of changed everything was when. I started working or I I filmed the podcast group chat with drama and D I filmed that for five weeks.
0: Okay. So, but back up though, how did that happen? How did that come about? So I pretty much
1: leveraged my way in and this is like a detail I I haven't even shared with you. It's, it's nothing bad or anything, but so I made like a video resume. Mm -hmm. I sent it out to them and I was like, hey, what's up, guys? My name's Anthony. Like, I do photo and video. Um, I used to work at In-N-Out, blah, blah, blah. It was, like, a really, like, uh, fun, like, outgoing video. But what I did was I was like, hey, you know what? I actually interned for the OVNI interview. Drama was actually a guest. So we're kinda, we are kind of we kind of have a mutual a mutual connection. That detail, I think, is why they called me back. They're like, okay, like he's worked with somebody. Um, And I sent that video resume to like three DMs or to like three different people, Drama, D and the group chat one. They ended up hitting me back and I worked with them for five weeks. And
2: uh, excuse me.
0: Okay, so you you worked with them for five weeks and what were you doing uh, during those five weeks? So when they
1: hired me on they they let me know they're like hey we're looking we're looking for a network of freelancers would you like to be in that network these yeah. people that can kind of dip into so i was like yeah 100 percent so they were trying to get a full-time guy in there but i was just the freelance guy for the time being so for those five weeks i filmed uh the group chat podcast which is a three camera operation um and i didn't know how to do that but i'll like Before I left in and out, all I really knew how to do was like weddings and skate videos. That's it. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't really have that I don't I didn't have that much technical skills. But you know, taking this job where I leveraged my way into this job and I was kind of scared. But those are the situations where you grow the most. Like if they would have told me, like, yeah, we're gonna be running a three-camera operation and uh, the producer will send over the audio, you're gonna cut together some edits of their due. Uh, first I is to do it at seven in the morning. Like if they would have told me all that, I would have been like, oh, I'm not prepared. You know? Yeah. But you kinda gotta just dive head first. So for five weeks filming the podcast, um, we went on a couple trips because there's a there's a bunch of different brands under that uh umbrella, uh, which is Menlo Club. So I was going on trips and just filming like a bunch of content with D, um, the owner. And um yeah. So that went for about five weeks and then I transitioned to like just primarily doing editing work with them. Mm-hmm. So now I just edit, I do freelance editing for them. But that, this is kind of like how I leveled up though, because from there, I leverage their name now. Like one, cause now I shoot my own, I, I, I produce two podcasts now. One of them is called street scholars. The other one is called a drink with Sammy, Sam and friends. And, the way I kind of met them was like I was introduced to them and I let them know like, yeah, I, I produced this, um, this podcast for, for drama and I'll kind of say it like that. And like, dude, it, it, it like just opened doors. Like, so I kind of use other people's names to leverage my way into like, like better paying situations. You know? Yeah.
0: And that's what one of our, one of our guests a couple weeks ago said is first go hit a hit a home run or at least do some work for someone that's reputable. And you know, it, 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 there's almost, I don't know if it's shame. It's not shame. It's almost like when you say the word name drop, um, there's a little bit of that, but it's no different. It's no different than when I got started, I went and did a video for a doctor and then I went to another doctor and said, Hey, I did a video for this doctor. And they said, Oh wow, cool. Let me watch the video. Okay, good. That's good. And then they called her, and that's how I got more videos. So you essentially did the same thing, just within a certain ne- network and niche. So uh, now you're producing two podcasts. Um, you're still doing work for Group Chat Pod, right? Yeah. Edit. Editing work?
2: Yeah, I edit for them.
0: And um, still doing, are you still working for the construction company?
1: Yeah. So, so I, I, I guess we, we should kind of talk about how I had my milestone month. So so I pretty much filled in my days for the month. That's how I had my milestone month. So I edit group chat three times a week. Okay, so that means I have four more days to fill in the other two days, the Tuesday and Thursday that I'm not editing. I picked up my own podcast. So now I'm working five days a week. From there, I'm picking up the weekend gigs, which is like today. You know, we were on the phone earlier, and I told you I was in San Diego with, like, this Christian TV channel. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Super, super random, but they hit me up randomly because of Craigslist, an ad from a long time ago. I still have a connection with them. Um, I also fill in my random days with the construction company. So I I just kind of had to dip my toes in, like, a lot of different waters so that I'm able to maintain work. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but that's how I did it. The program teaches you how to get retainers. I actually didn't go that route. I, I haven't got a retainer yet. I would love that because that's a lot easier and you kind of get a lot more money quicker. But that, that involves like, you, you gotta be kind of a good salesman to pull that one off. Like I think.
0: Well, you, there, there's a few different ways. Um, uh, sales is one yeah. being in a niche is an, is a big one. Like, I, I know a few people who they were in a certain niche, um, like with doctors, and then they killed it, did great work, and then networked their way into other doctors. Um, but th- this, is how, this is how it always goes. And the reason I wanted to tell your story is that you kind of didn't have that in. You kind of made that in for yourself. Like, I didn't know you before we launched this. I had no idea. And you hit me up and came out. And that that's very much... The nature of skateboarding you know in in skateboarding you hit people up and you go out and you meet up and that was your approach and then with us you went and worked with with group chat a little bit and and still do so um, networking within a niche is a very good way to get business and then a lot of people they have connections and they'll start working for a client Um, uh, so it's funny because selling selling is like, I remember before I, you know, figured out how to get retainers, I was looking at Ty Lopez's course. And I remember I was about to sign up and I are, I actually already had retainers at this point And I was, I messaged them and they thought I was joking. Like the guy thought I was like, be like messing with them. And I was like, no, I want to buy it right now. Like, is this going to help me like up my game? And he was like, he said something sarcastic back and i was like dude i don't know what's wrong with you man but i'm like about to buy this and you're unselling it anyways the reason i bring that up is i looked in the comments and this guy was like hey your program's great but i'm having a hard time cold calling people so cold calling people is is something that some people are really good at i and some people do which i've seen you do it you made you Anthony's also a member of our, our goals group for 2019. And he posted a video back in like February or something of him going out and cold calling. Um, and it works. It's just the thing I've noticed with cold calling is it takes a lot of like it, it, it al- it's almost like people who succeed at cold calling just don't care if people are like rude to them. I have a hard time with that. And the only reason I was able to cold call for so long was because back in the day when I start just, had just started, I had a job at a restaurant. Um, and so I had this backup uh, and I didn't care if people said no, I just kept going. So um, there's a few different ways. There's cold calling. Networking is always my favorite one. Networking is always the one where people network their way in and dude, you do that through LinkedIn. You do that the way you did it by, by reaching out to people. And, um, and there's doing free work, which you've done all these. I don't know if you're giving yourself credit for this, but just, I'm going to tell the story real quick. Anthony hit me up and was like, Hey, I want to do operations. Like I used to manage 80 people at an in and out. And like, I created all these systems. And so I was like, you know what, that'd be great. We need someone to, to implement systems with Avni. And Anthony did that for a couple months, but dude, you reached out to me and did that for free. I didn't pay you for that because I told you I had to fill two other positions at the time. Um, But that was a strategy, dude. You did work for free and then you went and got more work from having done that work. That's another good strategy. So um, you got to give yourself credit there. Um, And as far as the retainers, this is what I've seen. You have worked for this, dude. You have worked for this. Most people, what they do is they go out and they land their first two, two clients and then they'll go and they'll get like a couple. The, once they like get their, the, how do you say it? Once they get their wings or they figure out like, oh, I did this for this person now, then they'll go out and get 10 more, right? So um, you definitely got to give yourself credit there. You've used every strategy that we have. You're proactive. You went out and sold. Um, you did work for free. You networked your way in a certain niche. Um, I mean, you did it all. So the reason, and then I'm going to sum it up with this and I'll stop talking. But the reason I wanted Anthony to come on and tell his story is because I'm tired of all these people saying like, oh, sign up and it'll happen overnight and it'll be this. You know what? Everybody's situation is different. Um, Number one, when you do something, you have to stick with it. If you go, even like if you go work in and out. You're not going to move up the ranks in six months. It's going to take you like three years. You know, if you go work at a restaurant, you got to move your way up the ranks. Same thing with starting an agency. Some people start, I've seen it and they have a contact and they get a retainer for $15,000 their first month. That happens, right? That's not the common story. Um, And it's funny that our, that Lucas is like, he just hit me up yesterday. He got another client. He got like an arena, and the kid's just like taking over Switzerland, man. He's, he's literally just going out and getting retainer after retainer after retainer. But the reason I want to have Anthony on is because your story is like the the realistic story. You know, it's like um, you're, you worked really hard for it. But the, and, and let me say this, though. I forgot to say this earlier. The reason I was skeptical about you quitting your job is because you had the factor of like moving out of your house. So you were taking away a reliable income and moving into something where you had to have a reliable income. And one of the things, and I see this with giant agencies, is like some months are great, other months are not great. As we all know, any agency owner knows this. Well, 90% of some people just have like steady flow of business all the time. Even the giant multi-million dollar agencies have months where they're like, Oh, I haven't gotten paid from these three big clients. What am I going to do this month? Um, so yeah, your story is very practical and realistic, but you did it, dude. You made, you're making six grand this month at In-N-Out. Your, your cap was like 2,700 bucks a month. So you did it. Now back to you. Okay, so we were talking about the breakdown of your clients. You're You're doing a lot of project work, right? Yeah. I I do a, a,
1: a lot of video work, a lot of editing. The thing I do the least is
2: photography.
0: Photography. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, dude, I, I still do it. Like I'll pick up websites here and there, you know, it's like, it's nice to have that like $5,000 pop that like whatever it is, if it's a smaller business that like $3,000 pop, like those are nice, you know? So, I mean, our agency does project work all the time. They're not all retainers. Like, um, and project work is nice. You know, some months it's like an extra 10 grand. Like it's, it's nice having that. Um, so anyways, um, so producing podcasts. Okay. how You, you reached out to that too. That's another strategy you did. You reached out and got that, you know, like this is all stuff you're reaching out and networking with people. And that's kind of what I wanted to emphasize in this podcast is that you reach out to a lot of people and network, which is a great strategy. And these are people that you don't know that you're just meeting, that you're working your way in. So um, uh, I just want to make sure we go over all how, like the different types of clients and how you got them. So producing the podcast, you reached out, right? Networked and connected. um, And that was through Instagram, right?
1: Yeah, that was through DMs because they they mentioned on the podcast, hey, we're losing our video guy. And they were just kind of making jokes about it. Oh,
0: you're talking about group chat right now. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Group okay. Chat, they were, I, I, I had my, I, I kind of had my ears open for opportunity. Yeah. So, and they were joking around about it. They weren't saying like, hey, apply now. They were just like, oh, you yep. guys leave and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, dude, I need to whip something up quick. And I whipped up that that video resume. Mm-hmm. Looks very similar to everything you see on my page right now where I'm just talking to the camera. And uh, yeah, I reached out to them. Um, that's how I got in, in there. And then next thing I know, I had an interview like a week later and next thing I know, I'm like producing podcasts. And what was cool about that situation was that was on the job training. I didn't Mm -hmm. know anything about audio. I didn't know anything about lighting. I knew how to shoot skateboarding. So I pretty much knew how to manually do settings on a camera. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any special skills and now I produce my own podcast, head to toe lights, three cameras Joke. Audio. Um, I, and I think wh- whatever whatever industry the listeners are trying to get into whatever tool you're using my tool happens to be a camera I think you should respect the tool and try to try to learn as much as you can with that tool mm-hmm. uh, I, I know I know a lot of people that are like oh no I don't do that or like, no I don't shoot that type of work or like no I don't make those kind of videos like if I had that mindset, um, I wouldn't have made that 6,500 this month. You know, like I did so much different stuff this month. I do websites. Like I build Squarespace websites. I have a couple clients, um, wedding photography, like we said, the podcasts, um, real estate.
0: What do you do for real estate?
1: Uh, I do photography. Okay interior exterior and then like kind of like little 3d not 3d but like walkthrough videos kind of yeah it's super simple but it's just like i kind of don't say no to a job mm-hmm. like the more you know like the more opportunity you're gonna have you know
0: yep so the that's kind of the different breakdown of the different types of work that you've been doing um and, okay. Did we leave anything out? Well, kind of. What I was saying before is that you—I was kind of referring to the the new podcast, the two that you mentioned. So you you reached out and started doing that podcast for group chat, but then you also reached out and said, "Okay, I did this and started doing it for other people," which is a great strategy, also. Yeah, um, yeah. I like these practical breakdowns. They're 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 good. Um, also, another thing you did, which did not work out. Um, was you ran ads for your agency, which don't, don't stop on that one. That's still a good one. Yeah. We, we can talk about that one more, but um, that's another thing Anthony did is he, he said, I'm going to run ads and get clients through my ads, which is a great strategy. Um, you kind of stopped doing it because the, f- the first couple didn't get you clients, but that can work for sure. Um, and, and then also you built, Websites on Squarespace, I want to touch on that really quickly. When I started building sites, I was like, no one's going to pay me to build a site on Squarespace. It's too easy. Hey guys, people pay for you to build sites on Squarespace all day. People pay all day for you to build sites on WordPress, which is usually what you do, or Shopify. But yes, they will pay you to build a website on Squarespace for sure because it takes learning how to do it and it takes figuring it out. And honestly, Squarespace runs great. It's, it's a very clean design. It doesn't apply to every business, but for a lot of businesses Squarespace is great. And I didn't know that you'd been doing that. So you've also been getting website work, which website work is great, even though it's kind of design manual labor, but people value websites. They'll pay $5,000, $3,000 for a website, you know, and you can build them in a few days. So anything else that we didn't cover as far as type of work and how you got it? Did we cover everything? Uh,
1: I, I just want to touch on something real quick. We, just okay. To, for sure. Just to kind of bridge how I got from group chat to doing my own podcast. Okay. So street scholars and Sammy Sam, those are the two podcasts. They are, they're in a completely different industry than me. <clears throat> I don't Sammy. Sam is a, He's like a bit he's a big club promoter mm-hmm. and the street scholars one of one guy's a tattoo artist um, one guy is a barber and the young lady is kind of like an honor uh, personality. So I have no connections to that like I'm, I'm skateboarder like that's like my connection. Mm-hmm. I, I had no connections to that world. So again I reached out to someone random. Her name is Hoas Ariel. That's her Instagram name. Okay. This girl is, uh, she happens to be a classmate. She's a, she's a, but I didn't really know her in high school, but she is a dancer at a world famous strip club called Sam's Hoffbra. Okay. It's in, it's, it's in downtown LA. All the rappers go there. Um, so I saw, I found her, I found out about her cause Ho-ass Ariel is like her alternate ego. But it had like fifty thousand followers. I'm like, dude, I remember this chick from high school. What the heck? So I'm like, and I was kind of I I just shot family photos of some of her friends. And they were they brought her up and I was like, dude, I should reach out to her. Like, I don't think she's gonna respond. Like, especially being that she's a pretty girl. I'm like, she's not gonna read like my DM. There's no way. So to catch her attention. I, sent, I made, like, an edit, like, this really, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was, like, a like a BuzzFeed, like, type of edit, and it just showed, like, her dancing. Like, I, I, I don't know if, if I should send it to you or what, but I sent that to her. It was, like, a 15-second clip, and she's, like, yo, this is dope. Like, let's do something. Meet up with her, and I was, like, okay, let's make a podcast. That didn't work out, but she was, like, dude, you're good. Like, let me introduce you. To my friends and that's mm-hmm. how i linked up with those so i got again i got that situation by like creatively reaching out to her yeah you kind of like, because honestly i do play the GM game a lot and now i send my work i didn't have work like six months ago though but now that i have work yeah i'll send that out and sometimes like they'll read it or some and sometimes i get left on read and like but sometimes they respond you know yep So, but I just wanted to bridge how I got my
2: podcast.
0: Yeah. And also the, the last thing that I have for you, um, to talk, to cover is your content, your content, um, on your personal page. You know, it's, it's funny, man, because the, the, the algorithm, the growth on Instagram has totally changed. Um, if you were doing the type of content you're doing three years ago, you'd probably have 50,000 followers, you know? Um, but, your content gets attention and like it's, it's been brought up amongst Avni and like amongst friends, like a few times, like oh, a few times he does, his content's really cool. Like people like your content. So I think when people go, this is another strategy. I just like to throw out very practical strategies is um, you create content on your page so that people look and go, okay, this, this is cool. This looks cool. And then they want that for themselves. And that's something that, you know, you've done that, that I really like is you're producing content, you're producing work. People are singing and going, okay, I want that. And then they, they ask for, they pay for it from you. So that's another aspect of what I think a good strategy of use is creating awesome content.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, and just to touch on that super quick, like it, most, most of the listeners probably haven't seen my content, but it's
0: like in it, and out man at in and out manager on Instagram. Yeah.
1: In and out manager, check it out. It's just, I'll do kind of a, uh, I guess like commentary videos or like, or I made a series about when I left in and out but just the way I edited it, like, you know, there's music to it. It's entertaining. It's professionally filmed, uh, pro- pro- professionally lit. We got the mics and all that. So when people see me telling my story about In-N-Out, they're getting to know my personality. They're seeing my production skills, and they're seeing like my editing skills all in one thing. Yep. So like that was totally a strategy like i wasn't like on oh, board at home like i kind of want to like vent to the camera a little bit like it was totally yeah. a strategy for like people to see like oh this guy's kind of he's personable and they can decide if they or they can decide if they like me or not but they can definitely see like okay this guy knows what he's doing behind the camera like for sure yeah so yeah like i mean eric talks about this in in the academy uh, the smda program but like your, your Instagram, like you kind of want to think about it nowadays, pretty much like a business card. Like how, how are you representing your, your, your brand? Yep. Everyone does have a brand now. Like I know that's kind of some people think differently, but you got to brand yourself. Uh, yeah, for
2: sure. But yeah, yeah that was sure. my IG
1: like strategy.
0: All right, cool. Well, dude, you're, you're, um, so let me ask you this cause I'm, I'm getting to, to, I, I've covered everything that I wanted to cover. Is there anything we left out in, in your process here?
1: Okay. Uh, I, I just knew I just knew things were going to be different when when I was in tripping on uh, ordering avocado or guacamole at Chipotle that's when I knew I had a good month
0: Wait, I don't get what you're saying wait what?
1: that's when I knew the Omni program worked when I was like let me get a side of guacamole and she's, <laughs> and she's like that's extra and I was like make it large Okay, that's, got when, you. that's, that's when I knew I had a good month
0: okay I got you so, yeah, I mean, you, so you get getting that the site of guacamole, you've, yeah, no you've moved no, out. So you went from in and out living at home to moving out, starting your own agency, getting your own place, and to the point where you're, you're doing it. You're doing it on your own. You're pulling it. And it's, it's, this is how it always goes. You, you do a bunch of, this is not how it always goes. This is how it usually goes. It usually goes that you do you do work for someone, you do work for someone, you do work for someone and then a big opportunity comes along and then that big opportunity turns into more big opportunities that then turn into more opportunities. My first retainer was someone that I shot uh, videos for and then they said, we need someone to do our social media and I threw in videos and social media in one package for $2,500 a month and that was my first retainer. Um, so all the, all the wins, the building sites, um, you're gonna get to the point where you're scaling it so I actually, I, I take that back. There's one more thing I wanted to cover, which is your pricing. So your pricing, you're charging more now. Um, where are you at as far as what you're charging for websites? Um, it, every, all my
1: prices are different. It depends on the client. Okay. There, it totally depends. There, the different pricings that I have for all of my different services are some people get a half day rate. So mm-hmm. it's like this amount of money, anything we can get done in four hours, yep. okay? And then there's the day rate, which is eight hours. Anything we can get done in eight hours, this amount. And then there's the hourly rate, which um, I only work with one client that's an hourly rate. Um, and then there's like retainers, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the website, it, it kind of varies. Sometimes I'll get a little lump sum and just smash it out in mm-hmm. ten hours or something. Uh, but sometimes I do have one client who's, who's a family friend and it's hourly rate, which is like the best deal for them. Okay. Not, not
0: much of a deal for me. It, so it varies client to client. And uh, what do you, so I guess, can you break? So, okay. So you're, you're what you charge right now. You break down per client then you look at each client and what what they can afford and and what it's worth
1: yeah if if i had it my way everything would be a half day rate okay because that's where i make the most money and most of the time they don't need me for four hours yeah I'm so with one of my clients um i worked with them recently i was there for 30 minutes i finished the job and that was $420. So that's, those are, that's one of the better deals I have. They call me maybe once a week, sometimes twice a week, but that's kind of how I, this month added up
0: so fast. So let me ask you this. Have you done a brand video for people yet? Uh, I haven't seen one. I don't think you have. What do you mean? What kind of like, brand? have you done like, hi, my name's so-and-so. This is, this is me. This is my business. And then B roll.
1: No, I don't think I have. I mean, I made that one because that's a part of the program. It tells you if you don't have clients and you can't get clients, sometimes you got to do free work. So I've done one with a plastic surgeon.
0: That's right. You did one. That's another strategy that Anthony used. He went and did a video for a plastic surgeon for free and then now can show that to other people. So the go-tos, I always tell people like at this point, the lowest retainer I could possibly see myself going is like 1500. Um, But I, I never go there. Um, It's usually 25 is like the low, low. And then uh, it goes up from there. But um, and it depends on the person. If I trust them to, to expect that we're going to deliver realistically $1,500 worth of work, I'm not going to charge someone $1,500 and end up doing like $4,000 worth of work. Um, But uh, I always tell people that, to fill in those months it 's good to do these explainer videos. You can charge two thousand dollars i 've got it down to a science where I could do them for in about eight hours. So I could do them I could go in, shoot the person on camera, shoot the b roll go home. I know how to edit it in about four hours. Boom, I charge between two and three thousand dollars for that. Um, depending. And then also websites, websites. People don't know. People don't know if you're building a WordPress Squarespace. I always make sure that the site meets their needs, but that's a great way to fill in business as well. So um, pricing, you evaluate it. Are there any learnings from pricing that you have? Uh, you look at it by client, which is what I've taught. I tell the story about Malibu, how someone wanted to charge $65,000 for a video that yeah. should have been like probably three grand or five grand or something
1: well I, I mean as far as pricing i can think of a, a mistake i made uh, let's hear it because uh you know when i i got the program in the, the smda program by ovni and it teaches you i, I don't know if i can say this but it teaches you how to get like clients in the medical field right
0: yeah you can totally say it
1: okay. yeah so it teaches you how to get clients in the medical field like make these explainer videos that Eric was just
0: not just in the medical field, but I, I focus on that because it's, it's uh it's yeah. Uh, In the medical field and others, but I I do focus on medical field just because doctors have money. So keep going.
1: Yeah. So I just quit in and out, you know, we're rewinding a bit and I had no resume, uh, no portfolio, no clients, but I was so juiced on this program. And I was like, dude, this guy just broke it down. Like I'm going to go get a client tomorrow. And um, I, I got a meeting with a dentist in Newport beach. The reason I got that meeting was because I took a previous meeting cause I was trying to find work anywhere with my dad's friend who is like in the auto body business. He ended up not having work for me, but he's like, Hey man, he's like, this is kind of random. I don't know if you're interested, but I have like a dentist friend that wants videos. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, what are the odds of this? Like, I just finished the program. So like, all right, it's meant to be. So yeah. I went in and I'm, I'm never overly confident. I went in way overly confident. And I I thought I was going to knock the sale out of the park. So pretty much I take the meeting with this guy. I have no resume. I have nothing to show him. And I was telling him what I was going to offer him, which was a video, uh, an explainer video, and then – maybe like an Instagram edit and like some Facebook ads for 3,500 bucks. So I went way too high. He was, that's not
0: way too high. Just so you know,
1: well, I had nothing to show him. So he kind of thought he thought, I, I think he felt like I was kind of messing with them. He's mm. like, well, can I see some of your work? And I was like, well, like, and I was kind of, am I not? Once he said that, I kind of got like nervous and then he could kind of see like, nah. I probably, I, I probably lost the sale. Like once, Okay. Once he asked. So that was kind of one mistake, but, um, but I don't know, man, like you got to take baby steps, like to get out there. Like I just had to keep making mistakes like and
2: failing forward, you know?
0: So the mistake was that you didn't have any work to show him because I don't think that's a mistake to ask someone for a $3,500 retainer is beyond reasonable. Now, was he a plastic surgeon or a dentist?
1: He was a, he was a dentist.
0: Yeah. Dentists aren't going to pay you $3,500. Most dentists don't have $3,500 a month to pay you. So I don't think you made a mistake other than that's not the right client to pay you $3,500 a month. If it was an orthodontist, maybe.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but dentists generally there, I mean the, the 90% of dentists don't have the money to pay that type of retainer, but it's not a mistake to charge it. That's what you should charge. Um, that's on the low end of what you. That's like mid what you should charge when you're getting started. You don't want to. You don't want to take on. The, here's a mistake I would. I would consider this a mistake if you take someone on and do all the all the work, all your services for a thousand bucks a month, and they expect you to do all those services. You've overextended yourself. You're going to be doing too much work. It's not worth it to do that much work for that that client. So, that that's a good learning lesson. But yeah, I don't think. And you know, I'm going to throw this out there. Our guest that we'll have on in the next couple weeks, I haven't asked him yet, but he'll, he'll do it. Um, it's funny because you know me and I, there's two things I say, and I'm going to eat it here. I say, it's hard to make a business with Facebook ads and don't talk to chiropractors. This guy that we're going to have on, dude, <laughs> he has killed it, like killed it doing a Facebook ads for chiropractors. So I'm going to go ahead and eat that one. Uh, and that's something that's important is like there's all these mental barriers. Charging money, you, you learn the skills, you get experience, but there's mental barriers on can I charge someone this much money? Yeah. Um, and there, you always got to look at it from different people's perspectives and see what they're doing, you know? Um, so anyways, I kind of went off there for a sec. But okay, so that was a good breakdown of Anthony did it. He did it, he did it this is your this is your normal practical story of and I will even say, if you would have had a year and a half to live at home and you wouldn't have had to move out, like you told me you're like I have to move out at in this like in the next six months and I want to quit my job. if you would have had that stability, I would have been like, quit your job. but yeah. because I knew you had that that coming soon like stepdad got to get out, like I was like, oh that's you can do it. you did it. And even with that obstacle, you still pulled it. You're still pulling it. You're doing it. And you've networked your way into doing a lot of work. Now I'm going to kind of like, as one of our members say, get yourself some retainers, dude, you're there. Go get yourself some retainers. Why not? At this point, I've seen you stack these skills up. You're at the point where you can get those retainers. Don't let there be any block. Don't let, let there be anything holding you back. You got this. And I, I was so hyped that I hit, I hit Anthony up. The reason this podcast came about is I hit Anthony up because I have too much work right now. And our team can only handle so much as every agency. So I hit Anthony up like, hey, dude, I got this like leftover work. He's like, bro, I can't do it. <laughs> and I was like, what, really? And he's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do probably 6,500. And, and you know what? I still think you're probably charging low. So I, I think you need to kind of up the prices a little bit. But uh, that's Anthony's story. He's done it. Um, and one one other thing I'll throw out is that me and Anthony have, have developed a friendship over the course of him being one of the members. And I think sometimes people hear that and they're like, no way. But yes, like, dude, our members call me all the time. Like I'm about to go into a meeting. What should I do? I'm about to talk to this dentist. What should I do? Um, and I'll ch- tell him you're charging too much. You're charging too little. Um, you're not there yet or you are there yet. So, it's been awesome connecting with you and watching you do what you're doing. Move out, start your own business, quit your job, and, and network your way into an, an industry that you identified as, that you grew up doing, and that you wanted to work in. So I would give you a congratulations and uh, a big inspiration for anybody out there listening that wants to, to, to make the leap. It's not to say you should do it the exact same way Anthony did it, but, um, you're a great example of someone that, that has done it and still has a long way to go. You're, you're, I don't think you'll ever be happy in California until you get your agency to the point where you're making at least 10 grand a month for you. Um, so when you get there, that's when it just, it's so expensive to live here. Really, it's probably 15, but, um, with your skill set and your, the way you create content, you're, you're going to get there. So Awesome, dude. I'm stoked for you. Is there anything else that we didn't cover before we close out here? Let's plug all your stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much just find me at, uh, at in and out Manager on Instagram. That'll okay. Everywhere else that you need to go.
0: Awesome. And for the listeners, hopefully, Anthony, you can make it out this week. We got Lucas coming in from Sweden. We got Josh coming in from um, Seattle. We're going to invite Mizael out. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little meetup for our our agency academy students, and um, yeah, man, I hope you can make it. And we will we will see you there. Thank we're, you. we're gonna wrap it there. Thanks for being on, Anthony. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good night.